We decided to take our appreciation and love for simple living and step into a homesteading lifestyle, learning what that means. If you are at all curious about those things as well, join us as we share practical methods to grow and prepare our own food, learn healthy living tips, and discover small farm setup ideas. We like to talk about everything sustainable living, healthy eating, simple dreams, and a lot of hard work. Join us on Prairie Grove Homestead. Hey everyone, how are you doing today? Kim here. I'm so glad to be back with you this week. It is April 11th. I can't believe it. Our snow is finally gone except for the odd <laughs> pile of snow in the trees or in the bushes, but we can finally see our ground, which is an amazing feeling. I can't wait to get out there and start planting, but we still are freezing at night, so like I have shared in previous episodes, we live in southeast Saskatchewan and our spring really isn't that warm kind of spring that some of you in southern climates in the states um, would have maybe earlier, even in February perhaps, but we really can't get out and start planting things or leaving plants out until the end of April sometimes, but generally it's more like after Memorial Day, after um, the long weekend in May, and sometimes even the first week in June till we get into our gardens. Now I know that seems crazy to many of you, but that's just what we have. It's our cold climate, and instead of fighting it, I'm really trying to learn as much as I can about working with it. So I appreciate, I had one comment from a listener about um, being appreciative of finding someone that's kind of chatting about the cold climate a little bit just because there's not a lot that I have found either about people sharing that live in cold climates some of the challenges that are unique to that and you know and then what to do about it so you know as we learn about those things and come across I can't wait to share that with you as we're learning learning as well and so yeah, that's where we're at today. It's a little overcast. We actually <laughs> received a storm warning and um, looks like we could get up to, well, they said we could possibly see about 20 centimeters of snow, kind of like a farewell snowstorm. They said it could possibly be one of the largest spring snowstorms um, in the past decade. So, yay us we might see more snow <laughs> so but you know again living here in Saskatchewan we've just learned to you know I don't know that we ever get used to it in in the sense that we look forward to it I think we just know that it's a you know possibility and every year we still love it when the sun feels warmer and the snow melts we can get into our gardens and plant things etc but we know the reality of living in a cold climate like southern Saskatchewan and many of the areas that where you're joining from might see some of that as well 
And it's just, like I said, it's our reality. And I just kind of want to learn how to work with it instead of against it. Um, and so we'll see if we get that storm or not. I'll update. I'll update on our next episode. Another thing I just wanted to touch on a bit before I get started with something on my mind today is that Clarence just wanted me to pass on a hello. He's wanted to be here with us so many times just on a personal note and thank you for those that have reached out and said you're praying for us. Um, Clarence's dad has not been well. He's been in the hospital for about 20 days and um, so between work and some of the responsibilities here at the homestead he's been driving to spend time with his dad in the hospital and with his mom and brothers and they live about two hours from here so he's been on the road a lot and just you know just caring for his family and so it's been a challenge but also you know a nice time with family and reflecting and um, just a lot of things going on so I just you know, I just wanted to touch on that a bit because some of you might be wondering, well, where's Clarence? Why don't we ever hear from Clarence? And, you know, it seems like every time we sit down and we're going to plan, you know, another check-in with Clarence, then something happens and he's back um, on the road again to kind of assist with with that situation. So thank you for your concerns and your patience and all that. And as soon as you know, that's resolved or whatever happens, you know, it's part of life, right? And we love homesteading so much and we're so thankful to be here, but definitely our family um, and people in general are much more important than, um, you know, anything, anything that we're planning or project, right? So people first. (laughs) So I just wanted to share that little personal note so you kind of know what's going on with us. Today I thought I would talk to you about so our our garden is showing now. <laughs> we had so much snow piled in our garden and right now I'm looking out my window. I see a huge beautiful plot of rich dark soil. Our garden is approximately 40 or 50 wide by 100 to 110 uh, feet long. It's it's quite a large plot and it's great. It's one of the things that we noticed when we first came to look at the property. We had great, you know, <laughs> like I know I know that many of you know what I'm talking about. You just have these, you know, visions and <laughs> expectations and plans of what you want in that garden. And it's a huge part of what we're working on in the summer and a huge part of our food source through the winter so it's time to start planning what is going to go in there and so that's what I've been working on this week and you know a few days ago actually we Clarence was going to come on and we were going to have a catch-up with him we're going to do that like I said when things kind of return to normal or a new normal or whatever (laughs) and We just celebrated our one-year anniversary out here at our homestead. So on April 9th and 10th of 2021, we packed up our our trailer in town and moved out here (laughs) to the country. And one year, I, I just, it's hard to believe that that year has come and gone. We've experienced now every season out here, spring being... Um, we get to experience a full spring 
and and winter and so we kind of watched how things reacted out here you know our the snow blowing in how many times this year we got snowbound here on our property couldn't get out so many things that we just sat back and kind of observed this year and so yeah that was this past weekend and we just kind of reflected back on you know what our plans were when we first came what our you know what actually happened in reality and then some things that we've decided to change for this year and there's really it's just about learning right and so we're learning all the time and you know gardening also there's been a lot of changes I think that we're going to try this year and so I wanted to share them with you so our garden is you know it's a nice flat piece of ground there's one corner on the south corner southwest corner it it must be a little bit lower because that's where all the water when it rains and when the snow melted that's where all the water collected so it must be a little lower in that spot but we noticed last spring when we moved in we noticed that as well and we found that um, we grew our squash and our pumpkins in that area and they loved it they thrive there so I think we're going to put them in you know in that area again and and see what happens but a couple of the major changes that we've kind of learned about and I've been studying some permaculture um, I hadn't I didn't really know much about it and really till we moved out here I didn't really feel like I needed to know too much about it although even that you know if you're still in town and and you still want to apply some of the the homesteading concepts slash methods and you live in a town or an apartment or whatever you still can you just don't have as much room but there's still ways to do it and really you know permaculture is just kind of working with the land and the space that you have instead of working against it and having that land and um, space dirt whatever work for you right so it's kind of a neat system <laughs> and uh, neat principles and so I'm just slowly studying and taking um, courses on that and so one change that we're going to make when we first moved here the garden had sat empty for a couple years um, it wasn't overgrown I think someone occasionally tilled it just to keep the weeds down but last year we noticed so we plowed it because it was quite hard and we just felt like you know that's what you do you just plow your garden and Clarence grew up on a farm and so you know when you're gonna plant seed or that's what you do you go you know you go till your your field or whatever and so it's just what we did and but we kind of noticed that it seemed like the ground was missing something it was lacking some kind of nutrient and we had good crops and we enjoyed produce off of the garden etc but it just seemed like you know for the size of the plot and you know I just I think that we can get more out of this and put more back into it and so I think as we're learning more about permaculture and um and all the things we we're going to reduce our tilling a bit we have a plow a till tiller on the back of a small tractor we'll still use that for some areas pathways etc maybe but for the for the exact places we're, we're going to plant 
specific things. We're either going to have some raised garden beds. We just bought some lumber. Ouch. <laughs> the lumber prices have not gone down yet here in Canada. Um, we're going to put some raised beds and then some. we'll make some permanent beds on the ground. And But then the walkways in between the rows, etc., we'll just let... You know, we'll we'll have grass clippings, straw, um, cardboard possibly, and just kind of um, try to take better care of the biology of the soil. And so we're going to start with, you know, reduced tilling, and then eventually, as we see as we see the um, what's the word I'm looking for, the advantages or just how great it is. You know, at the end of the year we see that it's really helped with the production and quality of our food, you know, maybe next year we will go to no-till, you know, as we learn more about it and how to do that well. So we are going to reduce tilling. And at first I, you know, I was reading about it and I was sharing it with Clarence and I was going to say, you know, you can have one half of the garden if you want to till it. I know he loves getting on the tractor and doing that. And I'll have the other half. We'll do an experiment and we'll see which side. But he was already, we were already on the same page without even really talking about it and discussing it. And he said, I think we're thinking the same thing because I, I would like to make some raised beds and then also have some permanent ground beds and do less tilling. And so awesome. <laughs> we were on the same page. And so that's that's our goal for this year. Um, there's some large areas that if we don't have something to plant right away, we're going to put a cover, um, a cover soil on it. We're going to either mulch or a cover crop, also known as green manure. So um, you could use buckwheat, you could use grasses or different kinds of types of grain, legumes, uh, clover. We actually have some rye, so we're going to plant one of them. I think we have some clover on order as well. We're going to plant a rye ground cover crop and you know it's going to help with the nitrogen in our garden and you know if the chickens wander in there or whatever awesome right. I mean it's just it kind of helps with the chickens and the chickens help with the garden and <laughs> the ground cover helps with the garden and helps with the chickens. So that's kind of in a, in a nutshell what permaculture is on a, in a simple form. So that's kind of what we're working on in our planning. And we're also going to do more um, companion planting. So just learning about what which vegetables and plants really complement one another and work with each other. And so for instance, if you've ever heard, um, they're called the three sisters. So your corn, which grows up tall and then your beans, which will grow and then use the corn as kind of trellis. And then you have your, you know, plant some squash in there with those other two. And that shades your ground and um, keeps the moisture in. So that's what I mean by companion planting. So plants that help each other to grow and thrive and do their best, which then in turn gives you a better, you know, um, quality and quantity of food that you can have to store for your, yourself and to have extra to share with those around you in, in your community. So that is another thing that we're going to really focus on this year instead of just going in and, you know, hoeing 
this row for corn and this row for beans and this row for tomatoes, we're really gonna, going to look seriously about what which um, vegetables and plants work well together. And if we do put them in a row, we've been challenged and um, encouraged by some, some mentors to plant at least three different species in the same row. So if you are going to plant corn, also plant, you know, beans with the corn in those rows and, you know, something else um, like your squash or whatever, whatever, you, some lettuces, um, things like that. So don't just plant one variety or species in, or sorry, one species in a row. Um, plant other species and and let you know use the use the space you have to the best um, for your advantage and for the advantage of taking care of that space as well. So another thing that we um, are going to do differently or think I shouldn't say some of this we did already, but we weren't necessarily you know thinking of it. Um, you know, we weren't sitting down and this is the plan. We just kind of did some of this without knowing whether it was beneficial or not, just from habit or what we thought was best. So we're going to plant some um, some beneficial plants in the garden as well for um, things like our, for birds, for pollination, um, for bees to visit. So we will plant sunflowers and I'm, I have a bunch of wildflowers I'm going to, to grow just to attract pollinators and um, birds that will keep the bug population down, etc. So I'm really excited about the things I've been learning and the new, the new concepts and methods that we're going to use in the you know, in our gardening and just see what the difference is. And I'll make note of, you know, what's happening as, as our garden gets going. And if you have anything to share as well, please, you know, send us an email at Kim at prairiegrovehomestead.com and let us know some of your tricks <laughs> of gardening and things that you've learned to do or not to do. And we'd love to share them here. So that's kind of what I wanted to share with you today. I am excited about this season and looking forward to, I, I have all my seed packets just ready to go, but the ground is not warm enough, and um, but it will be soon. And so I'll just kind of be patient and take care of some indoor cleaning and things like that before I can get outside for the majority of my summer. So I hope you guys are doing well. I enjoy spending time with you so much. I'm so thankful that you've decided to spend some time with me today. It is about minus five Celsius today, a little bit cloudy, a few snowflakes in the air as we are waiting for this lovely spring storm before our summer um, and spring officially kick off. But as always, it's still a great view from here. Take care and have a great week, everyone. See you again soon. Hey, we sure hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you mind just going and leaving a comment or review wherever you listen to this podcast today? We sure would appreciate it. And if you would like to leave a comment or suggestion for future episodes, just visit us at Kim at Prairie Grove Homestead. We'd love to hear from you. We'll talk again next time. Thanks for stopping today. Bye-bye.